Hey guys, what's up Rage Runner Nation? We're here today with three OU Trail Running Club members that are like subdivisioned OU Ultra team members as well. Uh, these three runners have been running trails and ultra marathons for a little while now and we just wanted to take some time and sit down with them and ask them some questions about why they run and what really makes them tick. So uh, we hope you guys enjoy trail talk number five. So thanks for coming on guys. Let's go down the line and introduce everyone. We got Isaac Gibson on the far side. Hey. We got Ian Akers in the center. And we got Alex Jackson on the close to me. So uh, thanks for coming guys. How did you guys come to find ultra running at such a young age? Isaac is 23 years old. Uh, Alex Jackson's 20 years old and Ian Akers is 28 years old, but relatively young in the sport still. So if you guys want to take turns going through that answer. I think for me, it just started with um, not being fat. I lost a lot of weight when I was in high school, about 50 pounds. And uh, my parents um, ran when they were younger. And I was like, oh, I should give this a try. And it turns out it was all right. And I just built and built my mileage and eventually found Michael Owen's trail running class here at OU, which I'm sure we'll go into more detail later. Um, but that's kind of what propelled me into the world of running. And I just kind of didn't stop. And your parents like didn't just run, they were pretty good runners, am I right? Yeah, so my dad, um, he ran a, like a 220 marathon and my mom was like a really good 10K runner. They met running in Oxford. Yeah, that's awesome. And just to give like the viewers some background of like your running history, um, in 2016, you ran the Iron Furnace Trail half marathon uh, and you went 230-39 pretty respectable time, but just in one year, you improved 36 minutes on that time over that half marathon distance. So talk about that and like how you did that so quickly. Um, I think um, just like proper training. And I think a lot of it was um, running with Colton. Um, huge shout out to him, um, wherever he is right now with the seals. <laughs> um, but um, just running with a friend and just consistent training. Um, like I had a solid year of training as compared to just kind of like throwing myself out there um, and just the Athens community and running with everyone. Yeah, no, that's awesome. What about down the line, Ian? Uh, yeah, for me, um, I didn't do any sports in high school, really. I mean, I did a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of um, like soccer and stuff, but nothing organized and definitely not consistent. Um, but then I started doing triathlons because my wife got into triathlons. Um, and so really I was more swim, bike, run. Mm -hmm. But then I started coming to the group runs here on Tuesdays and doing some of the trail, trail running club runs with you guys. Definitely. And um, kind of the trail running scene has been sucking me in, yeah, uh, so to speak. And so I've done a few races and I got a couple of races lined up for 2019, uh, but. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And before we set the scene for Alex here, Isaac didn't run uh, in high school, like cross country or track, not a traditional path that most people take. Am I correct? Yeah. And then Ian didn't as well. I didn't myself. So Alex is the only one of the uh, four here that has a more regimented training background in running. So I'm really curious to see like how you came to find ultras and like, what was your perception of them at the start? Just knowing like your perception of high school running is like about five Ks and obviously track stuff, shorter stuff. So, yeah. So <clears throat> for me going back to, you know, really middle school, um, when I first started running, um, 
the track and cross country distances. Um, I was never terribly fast, but I really liked the team aspect and um, being able to see my improvement from year to year and you know working diligently with the coaches um, and, and doing the training plans. Um, I really liked seeing the improvements that I was able to make. Um, and I never quite was that fast. I was never in a position where I could run um, and in any division one or two schools. So that was never really a thought in high school that I would uh, continue running fast beyond high school. So um, throughout those years of, of running 5Ks and the two mile and track, I always kind of knew that on the other end of high school, I would probably want to explore um, longer distances because I knew that that's what I could do. Um, so towards the end of my senior year of high school, I signed up for the Columbus Marathon. And uh, from there, I've really enjoyed just working my way up the distance ladder, um, not worrying too much about speed and just having fun with it. Yeah, so you did, you graduated from high school in May 2016. Correct. And then that following October is when you towed the mm -hmm. line at the Columbus Marathon. I think we were all time. there that 2017. Didn't know it, but I think we were yeah. all there. <laughs> yeah, we were all there. So. And that's kind of cool, too. Yeah, and that goes to show, I mean, my freshman year of college when I ran that marathon, I didn't really... I didn't really connect with a lot of the runners at OU. Um, I had kind of come in to college, and I just kind of ran on my own for those few weeks leading up uh, to finish up training before I met any of you guys. So um, it's all kind of turned up from there since I've met you guys. So. And that's kind of like what I hear from a lot of different people is like most freshmen just coming into the uh, high university or just college in general, they just try to like keep doing their own things. They don't really know like what's next or they can't quite find their group. But uh, I think it's kind of awesome what you guys have accomplished with the OU Trail Running Club and the races that you guys have done. Just to give the viewers a quick background, Alex says he wasn't super quick. He was kind of quick. <laughs> uh, he ran a 4.52 one-mile PR in high school, and he ran a 17.27 5K. So in my standards, that's kind of quick. Um, let's talk about what do you think Athens and Ohio University has done for your running career? And you can start with whoever wants to take that question. Well, I mean, me meeting you guys and, and everyone else in the community has really uh, kind of, uh, you know, increased everything that I've, I've been doing. Um, the more stories I hear and people doing this and that um, and group runs and, and everything in between has just given more avenues to keep getting involved. Um, back to freshman year, when I ran that marathon, right afterwards, I had a couple months where I didn't really do a whole lot because um, I wasn't really connected to the running community yet. Um, but I slowly got back into it. And then soft, start of sophomore year is when I met you. Um, and, you know, to your credit and to everyone else who I met after that, it's only, you know, I've only gotten more uh, enjoyment and uh, really pushed myself more in the running community here uh, since then. So definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd say Athens probably has one of the most concentrated like densities of ultra runners for such a small town. There are, you know, the, the store owner is an ultra runner and mm -hmm. has run multiple hundred milers. And yeah. Everybody is super approachable, so you can really get, you know, to the horse's mouth, so to speak, of like the best advice and what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Um, and everybody is just really, really friendly. For sure. And even like, like you said, such a concentrated area of ultra runners like there's 10 or 12 ultra runners alone that have just done the 100 mile distance which i think is just kind of crazy in athens alone but isaac go ahead yeah i mean i would say i wouldn't really have much of a running career if it wasn't for being around everyone here um i think it's what really started it and made it like continue throughout the my four nearly five years here yeah no it's kind of a 
crazy question. And I like to sometimes think like, where would I be without it? And do you guys like have an answer to like, maybe just like generalize, like where do you see your life right now? Maybe without the Athens running community, like without like finding that awesomeness to really guide you, guide you. I definitely wouldn't be doing trail running. I'd probably still be running on the bike path, hmm. um, which I think is very fun to do, but I, I also have found a, a much deeper love for being in the woods and being on the trail. Um, and I am really grateful for that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would be on the bike path uh, a little, little more than I would prefer um, as well. Um, I'd probably maybe pick a race or two a year um, to kind of do by myself. Um, it wouldn't be anything too exciting, it would just be enough to, to stay in shape, um, but a lot less exciting than, than what we have now. For sure. And Isaac? Yeah, I'd say considering I work at um, Ohio Valley Running Company, like what, where we are right now, my life would be completely different because I've basically immersed myself in running in the running community here in Athens. So yeah, I think it would be a different person. Yeah, I mean, to both you and Alex work at the store here at our venue today. And uh, obviously, if you guys didn't do running, they wouldn't have you guys That's here. <laughs> <laughs> so they're probably thankful for that as well. Uh, just another question here is, uh, I guess diving even deeper, is like, why do you guys run? Like, it's just such a crazy concept to think that like, you can run, I mean, most people run like a couple miles, but like, why do you run, say, ultra marathons or train for ultra marathons? Like, you guys can just go out and do like a 10 mile race every twice a year and get your workout and you guys would be totally fine, but why do you choose, say, the ultra distance? I think I have a serious problem. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I can answer part of that. I I back up until middle school and, and years before that I, I played soccer and I was never that great at it, but the one thing I could do was run up and down the field and that kinda was like a good suggestion that I could maybe try running. Um, so that explains being like a normal runner is how that got started. Uh that doesn't exactly answer why I run and aspire to do ultra marathons like I do now because um, it's kind of got spiraled out of control since then uh, clearly um, but yeah I, I think there is something a little bit off with all of us that we even want to do some of this stuff um, but it's just so much fun um, so many great people and experiences um, just makes us willing um, to, to keep coming back definitely and Ian yeah I think uh there are a lot of different reasons to run, uh, but for me, probably the biggest reason uh, is to be running with, with friends. Because um, you can go out there and run by yourself on the bike path every single day. Um, but for me, I just wouldn't enjoy it quite as much. Although I do like you know going and, and running out by myself and kind of having like a meditation session almost, because mm -hmm. you're by yourself. And I don't run with music, and so it's really, um, kind of me and myself, uh, but then, you know, coming to the Tuesday runs, it's like part of my schedule. You know, every Tuesday I know I'm coming at six o'clock to go run with everybody who also loves to run. Definitely. Um, so there's a lot of camaraderie that kind of makes it worth doing. For sure. You know? And I think it's kind of interesting that like, I guess one thing I noticed is that none of us run with music on our regular runs, even when we are by ourselves which is kind of uh, unique per se in maybe the running scene. But uh, just to give the audience a bit of your backgrounds, um, 
Ian Akers just completed the Thunder Bunny 50K this past May in seven hours, 50 minutes, and nine seconds, if I believe. Uh, Isaac Gibson finished the Promised Land 50K this year, 40th overall in six hours, 21 minutes, and 10 seconds. He also finished the Thunder Bunny 50K back in 2017, I believe. Something 2016, like maybe. And uh, Alex Jackson, over the summer, ran the Burning River 50-miler and finished nine hours, 53 minutes, and one second, taking 12th place overall. So you guys have all officially become ultra runners, um, I would say, at your respectable distances. And I think it's kind of unique because only one of you has dropped from a race before. And talk about that, possibly, and talk about, like, I guess, Ian and Alex, like, what do you guys think? Will you guys ever drop from a race, or do you think it'll just never happen? So, Isaac, start with your, uh, maybe going back to JFK 2017. Yeah, so I dropped JFK, 50 miler, um, basically just pacing that was off. Um, I think the only problem with being around such amazing runners is that you're so inspired, but sometimes you're too inspired. Um, for example, the, the foster host, Michael Owen, um, it's like, yeah, 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 you got this top, top six or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> not top six. Um, but, but I gave it a really good shot. Um, but I just kind of burnt myself out and went way too fast, especially on the Appalachian Trail section and led to some swelling of the, the ankle and just overall pain and exhaustion. So I ended up dropping at mile 40. Um, yeah, so that wasn't very fun. Yeah, and that, if, for viewers, I don't know if you remember that day for JFK, but that day was absolutely miserable with the rain, the wind, and everything else that was going down on the course that day. But Isaac, you were still flying in the early sections. Like, I forget exactly your splits, but tell the viewers like how fast you were moving through the first maybe marathon or maybe first 13 I mean, miles or so. I beat my 50K time by like hour, I think, or something. I was with the top 10 basically the whole time until mm -hmm. I fell off, unfortunately. Um, but then again, I only did 40 miles, so if that really counts. Yeah. So they were pacing themselves. But but yeah, um, yeah, I just don't really know. It was, it was going so well, but I felt my splits dropping and then it just went really dark. And the, like you said, with the wind, the rain, there's a um, marathon section that's on the towpath right next to the the river there. It got really cold and really wet. It just kind of sucked the life out of me. Yeah, I know what happens in ultra running. Like if you can be super high in some moments and then the next part you're just in the ditch, not very doing very well. And yeah. that's kind of like the fun part about it is it's you never know what's gonna happen every single mile. Every mile is different, I think. And uh, I mean, I'm sure it had to be a pretty good learning experience. Oh, absolutely. So for you two, what is your guys's uh, I guess thoughts about are you guys gonna ever drop from a race or what do you what do you guys think? <clears throat> well, considering I just signed up for the uh, inaugural Ohio uh, Backyard Ultra, um, which there's only one person who is not a DNF uh, at the end of that race. Um, the reality is that there will likely I'm not saying I can't end up being the winner, but knowing who will likely show up and knowing what I'm capable of, I don't quite count on. Uh, winning that race, so the uh, Yasmi DNFing in 2019 looked pretty likely. <laughs> I'll, I'll say humbly. 
Yeah, and Ian. Yeah, I think Isaac and I are probably also going to do that race, and so yeah. it is likely that we will also have a DNF on, on the schedule. I fully intend <laughs> to have a DNF early in 2019. Yeah, yeah so that's, uh, that's a new race here. It's Ohio's Backyard Ultra. It's inspired by the Lazarus Lake, uh, Laz, as most people know him. Uh, he's encouraged race directors to uh, host their own Backyard Ultras, and there's 17 of them that are his affiliate races for this uh, upcoming year. Ten of those are international races, and all ten of those runners will get, international, uh, get a golden ticket. Uh, there's seven races in North America, and the top two runners from those races will get golden tickets as well. So uh, it's kind of awesome that we have one kind of in our own backyard per se. And uh, we're all signed up for that race or about to be. So uh, talk about that and maybe talk about what you're looking forward to in 2019 starting off with that race. Yeah, I mean, well, kind of as I alluded to, I'm not exactly planning on being out there for, for two, three days. I'm kind of not putting a whole lot of pressure on myself. I want to use it as an opportunity to go out there and uh, – you know, set some some modest records um, for myself. Um, having run 50 miles in just about 10 hours before, um, I would be more than thrilled to run anything beyond 10 hours or 50 miles, whatever. I don't I don't know the math right now, but um, anything beyond that um, time duration or <laughs> so or the, mileage. The math for that. Uh, <laughs> 12 hours is 50 miles okay, at that yeah. race. So that's the pace that you start at every hour is a new race, mm. and see every time that you time to recover in between there so yeah so any anything beyond um you know i i would be more focused on mileage i think getting closer to 60 miles um would be would be awesome um, for myself so i'm just i'm not putting a ton of pressure on myself um considering i haven't run more than 50 miles before i'm not gonna try to go out and run 150 or 200 like what is potential in a race like this um so just gonna go out there and try to have some fun and see what i can do for sure. And yeah. yeah, I think the real uniqueness with this race, this type, this style of race, is that you can either decide, okay, I'm going to run for 12 hours, and then I'm going to call it quits whether I'm at the end of my tank or you have more left. Um, and for me, I think I would approach it as I'm going to try and lay it all out on the line and see how far I can go with no preconceived, like, okay, I'm going to definitely go eight hours or I'm definitely going to go 12. Um, to see where my legs can take me. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be super cool is because obviously all four of us will be running the race and a couple other people that we know in the Athens community and others from around Ohio and the, the neighboring states and everywhere else across the world. But it's kind of awesome because we'll all kind of be together. And so I feel like at the group mentality, I kind of feel like we could go pretty far just <laughs> based on the fact that we all uh, <laughs> <Watch> I'll <it. laughs> be running together. Talk about that a little bit. Isaac, you can start. Um, well, like you were saying, like since we'll all be starting the laps together, and I assume we'll all be running around the same pace, um, I think it's really going to pull us through, um, and we're going to see some major achievement from at least us three. I don't know if you'll go over 100, but <laughs> I think it'll be a really good um, learning and training experience for all of us. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's absolutely awesome. I'm super looking forward to that race. It's uh, March 23rd, I believe, and... It's going to be fun. It's, uh, there's a race before that on your calendar, Alex. Uh, talk about that. Yeah, so uh, Mount Mitchell Black Mountain Marathon um, is uh, towards the end of February. Um, that um, 
a few of us have signed up for um, in the Athens community. Um, over it'll be in North Carolina, um, and it is my understanding. I've never been here or run this course, but um, is. 13.1 miles up a mountain and then 13.1 miles down a mountain. So training for that um, is not exactly uh, feasible uh, in Ohio <laughs> to, to perfectly train for that um, other than some treadmill running maybe. Um, so it, that, that'll be fun, um, definitely uh, the elevation aspect and, and even the weather. I mean, if there's snow or uh, it's kind of hard to predict that time of year, we'll kind of make it kind of a, a toss-up of an event. Um, but I think that'll kind of help us good training. Um, being out there for a few hours will will kind of give me some strength. It'll be just about a month out, I think four weeks exactly out from Big's Backyard. So it'll kind of fall at a nice spot on the calendar. Um, and uh, I look forward to beating Ethan Sleeman there. <laughs> <laughs> that'll, be, uh, that'll be fun. I remember the uh, U Ultra team as well, a U Tram Running Club member. Um, I'm, you talked about some memories there, and it's kind of – cool how that like race will be kind of a memorable moment especially with the ohio backyard ultra coming up after uh what do you guys what are your guys's favorite memory of running in athens and maybe your most memorable story what's the craziest thing i've we've been on some crazy adventures and maybe you can share with the audience of what some of those have been maybe whoever wants to start first to give everyone time to think something that happened to me recently is hitchhiking um, I was with um, Shannon Kilbane, shout out to you, and um, she's uh, recovering from an injury, and she had 18 minutes to run, and we went out to um, Angel Ridge, which is kind of a long, hilly road um, around here, and um, may have just kept going, and I thought it was going to come back around and hit a different road, but it didn't, so we were the, the full distance out. And then we realized that we didn't know where we are. Um, and I mean, she couldn't probably run too much further and definitely shouldn't um, due to her injury and her coaches, um, Robert <laughs> and Allie. <laughs> um, and um, so we ended up hitchhiking and it was kind of um, scary at first because it was just um, beat up old trucks passing the whole time. And it was getting colder and rainy and she was shivering and I'm like oh no <laughs> so kind of calculated out oh we're trying to hitch like wait like five minutes trying to find someone or we just start walking back and luckily um this amazing mother in a minivan with three adorable children watching a movie picked us up and we talked to them the entire time what movie were they watching it was some cartoon it was um the the Sylvester cat with the dog, the bulldog. It was like oh, yeah. and stuff. It was great. Yeah. But um, so that was a really fun and fun memory. Maybe not so much for Shannon, um, but I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah, I've learned running with you not to listen to your directions. No. no. <laughs> what are your guys' uh, favorite memories? For me, it's probably Thunder Bunny mm -hmm. from last year. Um, I was at Gillette Aid Station for a long time. Uh, figuring out what I'm going to do with my life. <laughs> and this, I got stuck there, so to speak. And to set the scene, Gillette Aid Station for the Thunder Bunny course is like mile 17 or so. And at that aid station, you can either continue around the 25K course and drop for like one more mile. Or go up and continue the big last 10 or so miles of the race. And so it's really a big turning point for most of the runners and when most people turn to drop. But you said you sat there for a little bit and regain your composure 
You could say that. <laughs> Dive a little deeper. Uh, I don't know. I really did not feel good, obviously. I mean, I, I came through Hickory. I was like, oh, you know, Hickory is a relatively flat, flatter, easy section of that whole race. And um, going into that, I was like, okay, I can take this time to, to recover, but it didn't happen. Um, and I think you were taking pictures. Yes. Yeah, so some old preface there. on that. That was an extremely hot day for the time. <laughs> and people were dropping out left and right. Some guy had a heat stroke. He passed out, at that. least from heat exhaustion. And there was an ambulance called. It was ridiculous. Um, so I was I taking was photos and Ian came around the bend. I'm like, Ian, yeah, woo. Uh, and he didn't even acknowledge me. Just kept chugging along. He looks so rough. So you ended up staying at that aid station for what? I don't know. My mile time minutes? is like 40 minutes or 40 something. minutes. And managed to push through. And instead of finishing the race, like, and just kind of giving up and doing the 25K loop, you did the, the 50K, which I thought was extremely admirable. Just showed, like, I barely made it, though. You, but, but you did it, though, which is crazy. It. So many people dropped. I mean, so yeah, so talk about like what happened after that aid station. Do you start to bring it around or was it um, just a slow grind the rest of the way? You know, I think it was once I dunked my head in enough water to basically cool my brain off uh, <laughs> that I felt like I could at least make it up Finger Rock. Mm -hmm. And then once I made it up Finger Rock, I, I knew that I could probably make it to Hope Drive. But I had never done the lollipop. Mm. And that felt like purgatory <laughs> to me because it, there's no shade there either. And so it was really hot and it just kept going. Um, that was really tough. But then once I made it to Hope Drive, they had ice there. And so I could finally like get ice to really cool off. And then it was just a, a catch-up game, every aid station, trying to cool myself off. Um, just trying to basically playing catch-up the whole time. For sure. And that course, like the, all of the elevation is in the back half of that course from that aid station that yeah. you were at to the rest of the way. So there was all the significant climbs of 300 feet or more, I'd say, yeah. in that section. Yeah, and my legs didn't feel bad, partly because of your Strava segment mm. that got a lot of use that, that summer. Mm -hmm. The Harton. The Harton. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was well trained for that section. <laughs> that section basically just captures the back half of the course and with a few extra hills. But um, yeah, yeah. So, and Alex, your most favorite moment? Yeah, so the, the one, not that this is the only one because there's been many, but the one that stands out the most was uh, October, uh, early in the month of, of this year. Um, Ethan Sleeman was, was training for the Shawnee 50, which was just a few weeks ago. Um, and he had, he was planning on going 26.2 miles for a training run. And I wasn't in great shape. I wasn't, I didn't have a race on my calendar. Um, but he had told me like a couple days earlier that week that what he was planning on doing. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll join you for part of your run um, or a little bit here and there. Uh, no plans of going 26.2 miles just on a normal run, not even training for anything. Um, and that's probably like Tuesday or Wednesday he tells me about it. And then Friday rolls around and the Cleveland Indians were in a playoff game uh, and they started losing early. So I had, I had no reason to like wait and, and keep watching. So I, I was here and he starts his run and we go out and um, I, I we came back to the store after maybe like a 14 mile loop or so. Um, I, I could have stopped then. <laughs> um, but then uh, Jonathan Bernard, the, the store owner was here and uh, he 
tagged along with us and we uh, went back out around uh, Radar Hill and up in that area uh, to finish up that run. Um, and we came back through here probably 8 p.m. on that Friday night. We finished up that run, 26.2 um, miles. I couldn't really understand how and why <clears throat> I did that kind of distance. Um, on a whim like that, that was kind of a turning point um, for me when I kind of realized that like, I was able to just do that. Um, I didn't have to think about it too much. I was able to kind of do it somewhat on a whim. Um, so I thought it was crazy that I was doing it the whole time, um, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, maybe not the smartest thing, um, but uh, it was definitely a good memory uh, to say the least. Yeah, and just to preface that a little bit, uh, I made a joke with you earlier that week because that was the same week for me of the grind zone. It was the same time. <laughs> the same time. Uh, they started a little before me. But uh, I made a joke with them that we should race for the first, 20, first 26 miles of my 100 miler in their mm -hmm. marathon. Unfortunately, I did not make the marathon distance for the grind zone 100 miler. Marathon. I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> so uh, credit to you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think? the Athens community has done for you guys? Like, like, where would you guys be without it? Where would you guys be without the store, the university, the club, and everything else that's here? Well, for starters, I wouldn't have a job currently, <laughs> thanks to the store. Um, but I, I mean, I would know, I, I wouldn't know um, nearly as many people um, who inspire me to like push my limits. Um, I, I really don't think I would be pushing myself nearly as much as I, I seek to um, without knowing um, all the people in the community. I wouldn't be getting out as regularly. And um, even just seeing s people's posts on Strava um, and seeing different routes and types of runs that people are doing every week um, always keeps me on edge and thinking of new ideas of what I want to do. And um, just everything like that really keeps the fire going um, uh, for me personally. Um, so, yeah, everything from that just really... Uh, keeps me keeps me motivated. Awesome. Yeah, I have a similar feeling to Alex. Like, really, it. Um, I don't even know. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly. It. Yeah, I, just just what Alex said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think seeing seeing everybody else striving to to be their best and like go out and do things that like most people wouldn't think are normal um, is really inspiring, and I. I think that's one thing that Athens has kind of given to me. Yeah, and part of it, like, you kind of mentioned this earlier about, like, the, the how condensed it is here in Athens. Like, growing up in Northeast Ohio, like, it always made sense that there was such a big running community because of the population and all the different uh, metro parks and uh, high schools, every, everything. Just, like, it all made sense, and I didn't expect that to exist when it came down here. I knew it was kind of uh, not near any big cities um, so I wasn't exactly expecting there to be such a big community um, or you know even to the extent that it is here um, so I've been impressed uh, inspired and surprised um, pretty consistently since I've, I've uh, moved down here for college so yeah awesome uh, going back on one quick thing obviously we talked a little bit about your race schedule for 2019 but do you have any big high in the sky goals for 2019 that there's just like one thing that you really want to check off by the end of next year i would like to beat my mother's 10k time <laughs> i what don't time is quite that? remember what it is though but it's like 24 minutes 
maybe? No, 34 minutes, yeah, not 24. It's something, something I haven't done. I haven't really worked on too much speed. So that's kind of what I've been slightly moving towards um, with 2019. It's kind of my goal is scale down the mileage slightly, um, but up the, the quality of my training and the intensity. Awesome. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's a really good, good plan um, to really focus on good quality miles rather than trying to slam in 200 mile weeks or something crazy like that. Um, for me, uh, I don't know, I, I really want to try doing a 50 mile and I don't know where that's going to come out, if it's going to come out at Ohio's Backyard Ultra or maybe I'll try and do Shawnee like, like you did this past November. So um, yeah, that's kind of what's high in the sky. Awesome. I definitely want, um, with this, this upcoming spring semester will be uh, my last year as, as a student at least um, uh, in Athens. I really want to make the most of <clears throat> the time that I have here um, and really enjoy that, uh, broadly speaking. And I think with the races, the, the two that I have on the calendar for next semester um, will will make it fun to say the least. Um, and with, with the Backyard Ultra, really it being such an unexpected race you don't really know what the outcome is going to be i think my goals are going to shift a lot after that if something crazy happens and i run a distance i much further than i expected that might change things um or if i fall short of what i thought i could do then i might be more motivated to get back out there um but i know i, I i'm not sure about my i have a hard time planning months in advance but the burning river um 100 mile event uh in july i'd love to to get uh, to, to do that and, and to finish the 100 mile distance. Um, so that's definitely something I'm eyeing is uh, completing 100 miler within the next year. And that'd be a hometown race for you, correct? Yeah, that would be, so. What do you think that would mean to you? Um, I mean, it would be really cool. I'm really familiar with a lot of the course and a lot of people who run it. Um, uh, if, assuming my dad is not running um, in the 50 miler, um, which I'm gonna try to talk him into, I would love to have him pace me uh, to the end of that, which would make it um, a real cool experience because he's someone who really helped uh, get me into running all these years. Um, so it has potential to really be a fun kind of hometown um, experience with my friends and family. Definitely, and then just bouncing off his uh, last statement, who do you think got you guys into running and like, how, like who's been that big instrumental person? Like obviously, Alex just mentioned that his dad's a big instrumental in his running career. Do you guys have someone or maybe some people that uh, maybe you could base your running success off of? Mine would have to probably be Michael Owen. I mean, like it's just like taken. I've taken five or six of his trail running classes through mm -hmm. OU, um, and he's just inspired me and kind of pushed me like no one else has. Like through running. Um, so I'd definitely say like seeing his success and how amazing of an athlete he is. It's kind of been my, my biggest inspiration. You, you stole him. Yeah. You stole him from him. <laughs> um, well, I guess, yeah, Michael Owen, obviously um, in the Athens area, but also my, my dad has been kind of instrumental in, in kind of motivated me to run run more um he used to run marathons i don't know how many he's run um but he was an avid runner for a long time until he had a back injury and he's had an ankle injury and so he hasn't really been running that much more but um <clears throat> him and i would like to to go run um some 5ks or something uh here in the spring and so i'm looking forward to that yeah no that's awesome 
Uh, well, I think that's it for our trail talk number five. Uh, thank you guys for all coming on today. It was an awesome having you here. Um, you, if you guys want, you guys can follow them on Strava. They're under the Bridge Runners Club, all three of them, at Isaac Gibson, at Ian Ackers, Akers, and at <laughs> Alex Jackson. So uh, follow them on the club and uh, follow what they've been up to. So you'll see some crazy runs, like they said. Uh, you might see a sporadic marathon in there. You might see some other crazy adventures. So give them a follow. It'll be well worth it. Uh, thanks for stopping by the OU Ultra Team, OU Trail Running Club. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having Thank us. You.